start to go anywheres. He would bet you how long it would take him to get to wherever he was going to. And if you took him up, he would follow that stratterbug to Mexico. But what he would find out where he was bound for and how long he was on the road. Lots of the boys here has seen that smiley and can tell you about him. Why, it never made no difference to him. He'd bet on anything, the dangest feller. Parson Walker's wife laid very sick once for a good while, and it seemed as if they weren't going to save her. But one morning he come in, and Smiley up and asked him how she was, and he said, She was considerable better, thank the Lord for his infinite mercy, and coming on so smart that with the blessing of Providence she get well yet. And Smiley, before he thought, says, Well, I'll risk two and a half. She don't anyway. This year Smiley had a mare. The boys called her the fifteen-minute nag. But that was only in fun, you know, because, of course, she was faster than that, and he used to win money on that horse, for all she was so slow and always had the asthma or the distemper or the consumption or something of that kind. They used to give her two or three hundred yards start and then pass her underway. But always, at the fag end of the race, she'd get excited and desperate-like, and convorting and straddling up, and scattering her legs around limber sometimes in the air, and sometimes out to one side amongst the fences, and kicking up more dust and raising more racket with her coughing and sneezing and blowing her nose, and always fetch up at the stand just about a neck ahead, as near as you could cipher it down. And he had a little small bull pup that to look at him you'd think he weren't worth a cent, but to sit around and look ornery and lay for a chance to steal something. But as soon as money was up on him, he was a different dog. His underjaw began to stick out like the forecastle of a steamboat, and his teeth would uncover and shine like the furnaces. And a dog might tackle him and bullyrag him and bite him and throw him over his shoulder two or three times. And Andrew Jackson, which was the name of the pup, Andrew Jackson would never let on but what he was satisfied, and hadn't expected nothing else and the bets being doubled and doubled on the other side all the time till the money was all up, and then all of a sudden he would grab that other dog just by the joint in his hind leg and freeze to it. Not chaw, you understand, but only just grip and hang on till they throwed up the sponge, if it was an ear. Smiley always come out winter on that pup, till he harnessed a dog once that didn't have no hind legs, because they'd been sawed off in a circular saw. And when the thing had gone along far enough, and the money was all up, and he'd come to make a snatch for his pet holt, he'd see in a minute how he'd been imposed on, and how the other dog had him in the door, so to speak, and he peered surprised, and then he looked sort of discouraged-like, and didn't try no more to win the fight, and so he got shucked out bad. He gave Smiley a look as much as to say his heart was broke, and it was his fault for putting up a dog that had no hind legs for him to take hold of, which was his main dependence in a fight. And then he limped off a piece and laid down and died. It was a good pup, was that Andrew Jackson, and would have made a name for himself if he'd lived. For this stuff was in him, and he had genius. I know it, because he had no opportunities to speak of. And it don't stand to reason that a dog could make such a fight as he could under them circumstances if he had no talent. It always makes me feel sorry when I think of that last fight of his'n, the way it turned out. 
Well, this year Smiley had rat terriers and chicken cocks and tomcats and all of them kind of things till you couldn't rest and you couldn't fetch nothing for him to bet on, but he'd match you. He catched a frog one day and took him home and said he'd calculated to educate him. And he never done nothing for three months but sat in his backyard and learned that frog to jump. And you bet you he did learn him, too. He'd give him a little punch behind, and the next minute you'd see that frog whirling in the air like a donut. See him turn one somersault, or maybe a couple, if he got a good start, and come down flat-footed and all right like a cat. He got him up so in the matter of catching flies, and kept him in practice so constant that he'd nail a fly every time as far as he could see him. Smiley said all a frog wanted was education, and he could do most anything. And I believe him. Well, I've seen him set Daniel Webster down here on the floor. Daniel Webster was the name of the frog, and sing out, fly.